Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. Robert along with co-host R.G. Seal and welcome to the Jazz Rockets Game 4 postgame show. If you missed it yesterday, I had my old co-host from the Locked On Texans podcast, Brian Patterson, on the show to look at the Texans schedule this year. They just released it last week and we got into the weeds with the Texans schedule. Brian of course, the editor and contributor to houseofhouston.com. So go check that one out if you haven't already. And the Rockets, boy, they don't make anything easy this year. 107-91, the final in RG. They just fell apart in the fourth quarter. I mean, it looked like they had the game under control after struggling a lot in the first half. Yeah, they finally get the lead there in the game, the Rockets do, and then they go 0-13 from three-point range in the third quarter, excuse me, excuse me, in the fourth quarter. And end up with a 37% three-point percentage in the game. We know the Rockets take three-pointers. That's their deal. That's their game. And just weren't able to overcome a very exuberant Utah home crowd, a team playing with a lot of energy. And, of course, Donovan Mitchell with, what, 15 points, fine and finish with 31 there in the in the fourth quarter, close out the game. So, you know, Utah, you have to give them credit. They were resilient. They didn't give up when the Rockets took the lead and you thought that, okay, well, maybe the Rockets will go in the fourth quarter and close this thing out. Utah came back and and they played vigorously and they did not give up. And so now there's going to be a game five. We, we probably expected this series would go five games you know, uh, just by the fact of Rockets and Utah and two and two during the regular season. And last year, the series went five games and figured it would be tough to win two in Utah. But after going up 3-0, it's disappointing to not sweep. The big thing for me is I thought they had to come out and they had to stick their foot on Utah's neck and they just let them, you know, pretty much dominate. They didn't look good defensively in the first half. And, you know, when you give a team a little bit of hope like that, and they've got the home crowd behind them, that's going to be a big deal but also, look, Donovan Mitchell, who hasn't played really well uh, throughout this series, especially in the fourth quarters where you needed your superstar to come come up big or you know whatever you want to call him, if you want to call him the superstar, but 31 points in this one, but had a big fourth quarter. The other thing is, I mean, come on, Jay Crowder, who would have guessed he was finally going to show up? He looked all world in the first half, ends up with 23 points. 8 of 13 from the field, 3 of 8 from three-point range, even got to the line five times, made four of his free throws. I mean, that RG's the difference of the game. I mean, they weren't getting that kind of stuff from Jay Jay Crowder earlier in this series. He gave you about 15 more points than you would expect, and that's pretty much the difference of you being in the the game at the end of the game and not being in the game. And Donovan Mitchell was quick to post point out on the post game yeah don't forget about jay crowder just like you said the energy defensive minded mindset that he brought to the game plus he was able to hit shots and we said earlier in the in the series you know let jay crowder shoot the ball you want him shooting from three well he was three of eight as you mentioned and also uh ricky rubio uh, don't, don't forget in the first half when you were talking about defensive lapses i mean he was able to penetrate get some easy baskets kind of get uh, the team going. So we know Utah, they, they're a great defensive team, but they can struggle offensively. So by his ability, he, he ended up with uh, 11 assists and you know, he, he really had a good game as far as getting to the basket, distributing to his teammates. And, and like we've already mentioned, 
uh, with Donovan Mitchell. It just it was definitely the Utah Jazz's night. They came out, they played their game. They had a good, solid defensive effort versus the Rockets because the Rockets again couldn't convert in the fourth quarter. They were miserable from three-point range in the fourth quarter, not firing on any of their three-point shots. And then also look at another thing we haven't discussed yet, but bench points. Utah Jazz, 28 bench points. Rockets, five bench points. So the Rockets weren't getting much productivity off the bench. And we've talked in this series, too, about how they've been able to get, you know, Good minutes from Austin Rivers and Kenneth Fareed and, and Gerald Green and Daniel House. And so when you're when you're getting out scored that much uh, on the bench. Yeah, Daniel House now, it, that's a concern because he's, a, you know, he's one of my favorite guys and he's five for 23 from three in this series. I, I want to see his three point shooting get a l- little bit better. I mean, I still believe in him because defensively I like him. I like his length. He's usually pretty good at staying in front of people. He, he had a couple of bad moments. But overall, I, I like Daniel House. It, it, usually he's a smart player defensively, but it, it seems like everybody in this game and really in the last two games has been able to draw fouls for Utah going to the basket. If they haven't drawn fouls, they, they've gotten easy layups. Uh, Rudy Gobert, even though he doesn't seem to be able to catch the ball, he's got hands of stone at times and he's fumbling the ball all over the place. But uh, Gobert, I mean, that, that guy... Uh, didn't didn't even make that much of a difference, and the Rockets were able to kind of neutralize him, get him in foul trouble, and and the Rockets still had problems because they couldn't stop anybody from driving to the basket. And I thought that was a big part of the game. Also, uh, Clint Capella, this is a storyline that you got to watch out for because really he hasn't been the Clint Capella we've seen, and part of it is Rudy Gobert leaning on him and and his strength and his muscle and his size and everything like that. But part of it is I think he might not have gotten over that infection. And Dan Tony mentioned it in the post game show and, and the post game uh, comments. And, and he just hasn't looked right in this series. And, you know, they, they had to take him out because he just wasn't effective in this game. And they had to go with the small ball lineup. Hopefully you can get uh, Clint Capella back and, and go on in this series because I mean, he's such a key to everything that the Rockets do, everything James Harden does. Um, they're, they're lost when Clint Capella isn't, being strong at the rim and he, and he hasn't been that he was getting the ball stripped a lot. Uh, you know, just, he just wasn't being able to finish. There was a, a one point in the game. I don't know if you remember this RG where he gets the ball right at the rim. There's no, there's nobody in front of him and he tries to lay up, lay it up two two foot layup and it rims out. It's like, just go up there and jam the ball. I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what we're so used to Clint Capella. he just, he tries to lay it in instead of jamming the ball. So, I mean, that that's a big deal right now going forward. I mean, it's something to watch. Uh, again, you're going to have to kind of monitor uh, Clint Capella, see uh, uh, what his health is going to be. But if you notice at the end of the game, when when the game was essentially over, Chris Paul was over there talking with Chris Clint Capella. Uh, you know, the, the Rockets' other uh, coach uh, on the floor, and so you have to, you know, obviously they're taking notice of that. Not only the Rockets' coaching staff, but uh, even Chris Paul, you know, players that got to get Clint Capella involved. He's got to play better. Like you said, he's the rim protector. He's the stalwart on defense. You know, he's kind of like if we go to the Game of Thrones analogy, he is the wall. You know, he's the protector uh, there. But, you know, unfortunately, in Game of Thrones, end of season seven, the spoiler here, but the, the wall was kind of burned down. And so now Clint Capella is kind of like he's having his problems too. the wall, the the, the barrier to the to the. The, the Rockets rim protector having difficulties. So hopefully they can get that turned around. The good news is the Rockets are, are coming home. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, they are, you know, going to have to play much better. But I think in front of a home crowd, the home cooking, I mean, you saw it with the Utah Jazz tonight. The Rockets were on their heels. They're, they're you know, basically playing from behind most of the game. I know they took a lead. They're going in the fourth quarter, but they were basically kind of behind the whole game. The Utah Jazz, you got to give them credit. They really played hard. They gave it their all. They're going back to Houston for a game five. This series is going longer, and that's the – you know, long and short of it. Two really bad signs on Twitter when I was looking at the beginning of the fourth quarter. The first thing that I noticed was we talked about the threes and the Rockets missing 13 straight threes in the fourth quarter. Well, they were 17 of 33 from three and Utah was eight of 26 from three to start the fourth quarter and the Rockets barely had the lead. And usually these things kind of average out and it almost did more than average out for the Rockets with the, the missing all the threes. So I thought that that was big. And of course, Utah starts to hit threes, including Donovan Mitchell uh, doing what he did. But the other thing that uh, I saw that Rockets PR, according to uh, might have been Tim McMahon or somebody like that, uh, one of the NBA guys on Twitter said uh, that Rockets PR put up that they were 13-0 and when leading after three quarters in the playoffs under Mike D'Antoni. They were perfect, including 5-0 and versus Utah. And whoops, yeah, that didn't work out too well. Um, I I just hate seeing that kind of stuff. All that stuff at the beginning of the fourth quarter was scaring me. I was like, oh, no. But, yeah, I mean, the the thing, RG, that's real frustrating about this right now is that, look, the Rockets, I mean, they they could have had this series one in four games, and you could have had fewer games than Golden State and been a little bit more well-rested. Now it's likely that Golden State, I, I believe they play again, the next night while the Rockets play in a couple of nights. So no, that's not, that's not the case. Uh, Golden State and the Rockets actually both play on Wednesday. Okay. Well that, I mean, that's better. At least, I mean, it gives you the equal amount of rest if you can finish it off against Utah. Um, but I mean, the difference, I, you know, I know the Clippers play hard, but Utah plays such a physical series. It's, it's one of those ones that takes a toll. That's why you wanted to get rid of them in four because, uh, the Clippers, it's it's not the same physicality with Golden State. I, I don't feel like the that the the Warriors have had to work quite as hard and, and and bang bang quite as much. I mean, Pat Beverly for sure is physical, but I don't I don't know. You watch the Clippers a lot more than I do. Do, do you see the same physicality that you see with the Jazz? Well, no, but I mean, also, look, the Jazz are a better team. We know the Clippers overachieved. I mean, even in that 31-point game, that was a historic comeback. I mean, the Golden State, they were already at the post-game buffet. They were already, you know, making their, uh, you know, travel plans for the next day. I mean, they were already on to the next series, practically, and the Clippers come back and win the, the game. And, of course, Golden State, oh, now we got to take it seriously. They go and they, you know, beat up the Clippers in L.A., so now they're going to have to play the game five. We all expect Golden State to win that one. It's, you know— I, I I would agree with you. Look, the Rockets have the tougher matchup, but we knew that anyway. That's why, I mean, that's part of the reason Golden State, they get the, as the number one seed, they get the eighth team. And so that was, you know, the, the advantage of that. And the Rockets get the, you know, four and five. And when, you know, they weren't able to get that number two seed on the last game of the season and get in Denver's spot or even, you know, with uh, Portland at the number three. And when they got in the Golden State's bracket or the number four there, they play very good Utah. Utah was one of the best teams in the second half of the season. You know, they have, like you said, I mean, a defensive whiz and Rudy Gobert. Uh, they have a, a, a star player in Donovan Mitchell. Uh, you know, and as much as, like you said, they're a physical bunch. Um, so they are like, you know, Jay Crowder and even Ricky Rubio plays really good defense. And you have like, uh, you know, again, defensive player of the year. So, yeah, you're going to get banged up against Utah. And, and 
you know, the L.A. Clippers are a bunch of overachievers with, you know, Montrezl Harrell and uh, Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly, all the ex-Rockets over there. But it's not the same caliber team. I mean, that's just it's not. And so the Rockets, everybody thought this series would go five or six games. So, yeah, the disappointment is once you go up 3-0, you figure and even the inside the NBA uh, TNT guys like Charles Barkley and Shaq and. They were joking about the not not Kenny Smith, but they were joking about the fact that yeah, when you go up, a team goes up three and zero, you're already like, I don't want to go if if I, especially if they have to go on the road and you know be the road team in a game five. A lot of times it's like, ah, we're just going to fold in game four. And so, you know, again, you have to credit the Jazz for hey, they're a young team, they're they're well coached with uh, your former Mizzou guy Quinn Snyder there. Uh, you know, they came out, they they had a good game plan, they. They took it to the Rockets early on, and they they culminated that with a victory. So you have to credit them there and and see if the Rockets can close out this series at home as they should on Wednesday. You just hate playing the extra game because you never know in the NBA, oh, my gosh, somebody tweaks something or somebody, you know, injures himself. That's the big concern that I have with an extra game. You just would rather say, okay, everybody's let's move on to healthy. Let's move on to the next round. Knock on wood. Hopefully that'll still be the case because we know a healthy Rockets team, uh, they can give Golden State problems. Yeah, I mean, the Donovan Mitchell getting hot, you just hope that he, he doesn't carry this forward because all of a sudden if he turns into the Donovan Mitchell that we thought we were going to see in this series, that's trouble. Again, Eric Gordon, uh, he, when he's in the game, he does a great job on Donovan Mitchell. Outside of that, the Rockets uh, defenders, not that great. P.J. Tucker even had a bad game, I thought, defensively, but he was uh, one of the few guys when you looked at plus-minus, he was at zero. So when he was out of the game... It was a big problem for the Rockets, in other words. So uh, P.J. Tucker, uh, such an important part of everything that they do, especially on the defensive end. But I want to ask you about uh, a couple of the other series real quick, RG. But first, just a reminder that uh, if you'd like to meet me, go out to the Sports Fan Expo. It's this weekend. I'll be there this Saturday at George R. Brown, one of the biggest expos, the biggest expo in Houston, come meet and take photos, get autographs with top Astros, Texans, UFC fighters, other legends, free entertainment for the kids, bounce houses, mini soccer stadium, boxing ring, MMA cage, tons of stuff. And Deshaun's going to be out there. Altuve, Bregman, Springer, Correa, Yuli, Tyler White, Warren Moon, Lorenzo White, Haywood Jeffries. What a lineup. And also Drew Brees and people like Marcus Allen, Fred Belitnikoff, some, so, so some of the old time legends. So lots of good stuff to see out there. And RG, uh, looking at the the rest of the first round, it, it's been pretty crummy for the most part. I mean, let's be honest. I, I think everybody is just kind of waiting to see for the second round because you got those two really good matchups, really the two far and away, the four far and away best teams in the East. And and I, I guess everybody should be rooting for it, you know, not to put the cart before the horse, but I mean, the West is, it's about Golden State and, and Houston in the second round. And that, that that's really the marquee matchup. The, re, the rest of these series... Um, I mean, I guess it's fun to watch San Antonio and Denver and you don't know who's going to win from night to night there. But other than that, I mean, and, and we know those teams aren't going to win a championship. So, I mean, that, that, that's, that's what you're seeing around the, the rest of the NBA. You, you see anything different or anything that surprises you so far? No, I mean, that's why I think the NHL, if you want to watch first round games, I mean, that's you generally the better to, to stick to hockey because uh, a lot of those games go seven. You don't know who's going to win in it. But yeah, in the NBA, I mean, look at the the Bucks and the Pistons. I mean, come on. That was just a 
I mean, that, that watching paint dry. I mean, I, I, Giannis is fun to to watch. Uh, I mean, he's an incredible player, but I mean, they just totally destroy the Pistons. I mean, they're so much better. And then you have, like you said, some of these other games. I mean, it was interesting when Toronto and Orlando, Orlando stole the first game. Toronto's pretty much dominated them since. Uh, same thing with Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Philadelphia has dominated them since. Both those teams should close out. Uh, Boston won. They swept. The, and the one th- series we thought was going to be uh, interesting was with Oklahoma City and Portland. And Oklahoma City, again, a huge disappointment this year. It looks like they're going to have an early first-round exit unless they can come back from a 3-1 to one deficit. I don't see it with you know, games 5 and 7 or if necessary, a seventh game in Portland. They're definitely playing game five there. I, I Everybody's expecting Portland to close OKC out in five. So, yeah, I mean, the Rockets now and the Clippers and the rest, everybody's just waiting to get the second round series underway. But uh, I want to get back to you and, uh, and, and ask uh, as far as for this game, what did you think of, of James Harden? Had quite a bit of turnovers in the game. And, of course, wasn't able to connect on his threes either in the fourth quarter. But but what did you think of his overall performance in game game four? He was really good in the third quarter, which we we haven't seen a lot of this year. Um, and and you, you look at his shooting, and it it was pretty good until the fourth quarter, and everything looked like he was back on track. And then it, everything just sort of the wheels fell off. But if you look at James Harden's numbers, I mean, the shooting is not bad. He was six of twelve from three. He was eight of nineteen from the field. Uh, eight of eight from the free throw line. We know, you know, he has his games with turnover issues. He had eight. There was that one play in the fourth quarter where, you know, I don't know what happened. The ball just slipped out of his hands or maybe somebody got a finger on it or he was trying to do his cute dribbling and the ball, you know, kind of flew towards the sidelines. And I thought he should have gone after it because the Utah Jazz players didn't even see it. Um, I, I don't know what the thinking was there, but it was one of those it was one of those fourth quarters where things just kind of fall apart from him. I mean, I just, you know, that James is going to have those games sometimes in the fourth quarter. We just kind of have to learn to live with it and hope somebody else can, can pick up the Rockets and, and the other guys just couldn't do it. I mean, the bench was non-existent and, and I thought Eric Gordon was fantastic the whole game, but you know, you got to sit him sometimes and you know, he still was five of 10 from three and five of 12 from the field, but you know, you can, there's only so much you can rely on Eric Gordon to be the only guy that helps uh, Chris Paul and James Harden. Some of these, some of these other guys you, you needed help from and guys like Clint Capella and the whole bench pretty much. I mean, they, they just couldn't give you anything. I mean, Gerald Green threw up his weird shots, but he couldn't do anything. Okay, so let me ask you, Wednesday, Game 5, Rockets at the Toyota Center hosting the Jazz. What are your Calvin Murphy keys to victory? I mean, you got to hope that I mean, we talked about it. Clamp Capella, you got to hope that he's a little bit better. He's feeling better. I don't know what's wrong. I, I wouldn't even let him see a court dribble a basketball for the next two days um, until the next game. But, I mean, they badly need him. And, you know, usually at home your bench plays better. I mean, that's just what happens in sports, especially in the NBA. The bench is going to play better on the home floor. They're, they're role players. That That's what they are. Who off the bench are you thinking could be a – I mean, Gerald Green, you know, you know, he he didn't have a good game. He's kind of off one game on another. Austin Rivers has played good in this series. I, I expect him to play a little bit do you better. Think Daniel House, do you think he can come back? and? Ho- hopefully, can- hopefully at some point he can get his shot roll. I'd mean, I just like to see him drop some three-pointers. I mean, that's that's been the struggle this Would series. Would you put in Amon Schumpert at all? No, no, point? I don't want to see Amon <laughs> Schumpert. I mean, I, that, no, no. 
I mean, the guys that you got to rely on the guys that brought you there. I mean, uh, am I, I mean, are you disagree with me? No, I, I agree with you there, too. I mean, I just look at it as a, like an off night for some of these guys. Like you mentioned, P.J. Tucker didn't have like his usual game. Um, you know, so going back to the I think, again, coming back to the Toyota Center, having a game five at home, knowing what's at stake. The Rockets definitely don't want to get I mean, the uh, one motivating factor is if, if you lose, guess what? You got to board a flight, go back to Salt Lake City, play another game there. And then you might have to come back and have a seven game series before you even face the Warriors. So there's all the motivation for the Rockets to go in there, close out this series. And I, I say, you know, they got to be dominant, have the energy, get a big lead and uh, going into halftime and just make it, you know, to where Utah is already thinking about, you know, where they're going to be traveling to, you know, this offseason, you know, where they're going fishing. Some people might have missed it because of the Rockets game, but the Lakers and everything associated with them continue to be poison. Luke Walton gone, but, uh, you know, it, it would have to happen to Luke Walton this year. He's being sued for sexual assault by Kelly Fenton, a former Spectrum Sportsnet reporter. Um, it allegedly happened back in 2016 when Walton was with Golden State, but there was a pattern of bad behavior. She's alleging that continued to happen while he was the Lakers coach, they'd worked together in a business relationship, and he was supposed to be writing the forward for a book she was writing. So uh, that's the typical Lake show. I, I, I did want to just one last thing, RG, not Rockets related, because you and I haven't got a chance to talk Astros at all. And I really don't want to talk much about the Astros on the field because I don't recognize the team on the field right now. And hopefully by, by the time we do our Astros podcast at some time in the near future, they're going to have getting, get, gotten things going again. But I, I did think that the tribute that the Astros, a uh, little video tribute they had for Marwin Gonzalez playing his first game back uh, in town with the uh, Minnesota Twins and the uh, reunited with the Astros tour with Marwin. And we're going to see some more of that, I'm sure, with Brian McCann and some of the other <laughs> players that the, the Astros had. But, you know, there was a lot of tears, a lot of tears, uh, especially that I saw on Twitter. I mean, people miss Mar Marwin. Uh, they, they would love to have him back. And, you know, that th it was nice. It was nice to By see By the that. way, you mentioned Brian McCann. If they do play Brian McCann, it would be in the World Series. So I'd be OK with that because they don't play the NL East this year. Oh, really? They don't have that. OK, well, that's too bad. No, it's the NL Central this year. The no, the no Brian McCann, no Evan Gaddis. Well, I mean, I, if they do have uh, Brian McCann and they do have a tribute uh, a video later this year because he's in the ballpark playing, it'll be in the World Series. So, again, unless he's traded midseason, but if he's on the Braves still, it would be the Astros and Braves in the World Series. Oh, yeah, of course. That, that would be great. So and, that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, maybe at some point this year we're going to see Dallas Keuchel on a team and he's, there's going to be a Dallas Keuchel tribute. And maybe there needs to be a – maybe we just need to have Dallas Keuchel back on this team. That, that might be a story we might be talking about later this week. But we're going to talk some Astros in the not-too-distant future. But not great to talk about what happened and the result and the Rockets lose. Could not get the sweep. They fall 107-91. to 91. Hopefully – uh, boy, the next time we talk Rockets, it's going to be 4-1, to one, and the Rockets are going to be moving on to Golden State. Cross our fingers on that. They play Wednesday night in Houston, so uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking to you guys again, and uh, hope to uh, see you guys a little bit later this week. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. 
Thanks for listening. Hey there, listener. Are you a fan of Houston Cougar Athletics? Well, Sam and I have got the perfect podcast for you. It's the Scott and Holman Podcast. Yeah, we're talking all things Houston Cougars, in-season, off-season, recruiting, on-field results. If it's Houston Cougars, we're talking about it. So search Scott and Holman Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.